This is Otis Tucker, retired from E.C. Lance High School, and you're listening to Crunch Time. Believe with all your heart. Believe in yourself. Believe in each other. And believe that in four quarters, we're going to walk in this locker room, we're going to break the music up, and we're going to dance. From the studios of WPLY, in the middle of Central and Southwest Virginia, this is Crunch Time, your go-to program for area high school football and beyond. Now, your host and Crunch creator, Carl York. Welcome to the weekend, high school sports fans. It's Crunch Time, baby! There you go. I thought, I, man. Look at that. That's my Christmas voice right there. Yes. Getting ready to carol and, you know, do a lot of different <laughs> stuff. You know, we don't carol anymore. I know. Why not? I don't know. Back in the day, everybody, you know, I remember as a kid, you would see groups of people. We just don't do that anymore. Yeah, that's wrong. We need to, we need to Singing start Singing together is good. It is. I mean, it's, you know. Make a joyful noise. There you go. You know. like that. Uh, good morning, Central and Southwest Virginia. Man, what a tough state championship Saturday last yeah. weekend for our crunch teams. Uh, both Galax and LCA lost, unbelievably. Uh, not what you wanted, but uh, let's not let's not get lost in the fact though that they got to the finals. Yes, you know sometimes you get to the end and and you lose and you're like, oh man, it was a disaster. Hey, these two teams and a lot of our teams got deep in the playoffs. I mean, that's quite an accomplishment. It really is. Yeah. So. Um, so let's be thankful for that. But uh, really uh, surprising to me. I mean, I, I really thought we would um, we would have at least one state champion. But uh, that's the way state championships go. Sometimes. I mean, you just can't predict them. No, they're not played on paper. Right. They're played on the field. Weather comes in is a factor. Sure. Um, injuries are a factor. You know, there's a lot of things that come into play in a game uh, before and after or during. So. Um, but we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to wrap up uh, football here in the show today. Uh, we've got an hour-long show today, so pretty quick turn. Uh, but, again, great seasons for the Maroon Tide of Galax and Coach Shane Allen and the Bulldogs of Liberty Christian and Coach Frank Rocco. Uh, special um, congratulations to those guys. Well, you know, and, well, congratulations to all these teams. Yeah. This has been, you know, 2021 has been an extremely tough year for teams. Because not only did you have that fall season, you also had that spring season. True. These coaches and these players have had this mad dash to where, you know, three months apart, you had players on one team that you didn't have on the next team. That's right. And it's not like you had that year to adjust. They literally had like three, four months to where they had to go and put another team out there on the field. So congratulations to all these teams, and it, it's been a rough season. Yeah, you know, it's funny. The spring season, you know, those those seniors that graduated and went on to play uh, college ball, they were playing college. Yes. Like three, I mean, they could have been playing college football like a couple months later. That's it. And they were on the college teams. I was, I'm thinking about a few in, in particular, but uh, that's really an interesting, yeah, different kind of year. Sure. Uh, all right, so we're going to quickly uh, here this morning recap the state finals with our two Crunch teams uh, championship battles, and I'll talk a little bit about all the games. We have our uh, Crunch uh, coaches uh, and offense and defensive players of the year. Okay. For Roanoke, Lynchburg, and New River Valley, I will announce that. I uh, want to talk a little bit about uh, early college football signings. Yes. This week that, you know, that affect us. We've got a few names we want to talk about there. Um, and, you know, the coaches, uh, the new coach, I mean, we got two new coaches. We do. 
I mean, just you, know, that you can quick. go, you can go decades and not have a, a, a new college coach at a big school. Correct. We've got two new ones in our two big schools here in Virginia. Well, and you you think about it, the University of Virginia went years with George Welsh. The University of Virginia Tech went years with Frank Beamer. Right. And then all of a sudden. You know, within a number of years, you've got three, four different coaches. Tech's only had two now with Fuente and uh, Pry now coming in. Yeah. But, you know, UVA's had, you know, several different coaches sure. since Welsh. They're trying to figure it out. Yeah. You know, it is extremely hard, and a lot of coaches don't understand it. It's extremely hard to follow a legend. And when you follow that legend and you follow that legacy, that's what's been put into place. And that's, and I think that was one of Fuente's problems. Because, you know, when Beamer left, Beamer told him, said, look, the cupboard is not bare. Right. I, I've left you some things in the cupboard, and it just went downhill. Right. It just looked like it never really got going. Uh, now, Mendenhall, on the other hand, you kind of felt like he was still in a pretty good position at UVA. But I think right, I think some demands were put on him. And he said, no, I'm, I'm not going to do yeah, what you're asking me. So, And comes Coach Elliott. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting. These guys, I think both these guys, the, the one thing about both of them is they will recruit Virginia. Yes. And so that's what we care about. Well, the number that really impressed me the other day from Virginia Tech was out of their 19 signees, 11 was from the state of Virginia. Yeah. And at 12, if you count D.C. Right. Because that, they had one kid from D.C. Are you there. annexing D.C.? I am. Yeah, wow. just Yeah. You know, you put it into the mix there. But if you count D.C., it was 12. Uh, I think... Um, I think UVA had two kids from Virginia. So uh, clearly somebody in the tech system, and I don't know if it was Fuente, I don't know if it was, you know, the the current coaching staff with Price and how they were doing it. Somebody was focusing on Virginia this time. Well, I, I really feel bad for Elliot because, I mean, he just got the job. He doesn't have his assistant coaches lined up. Correct. How do you get a, how do you get recruits? You, you they don't. don't even know what no, they're, who they're playing for. That's exactly right, and you don't. And they only signed nine kids the other day. Uh, they had several, I think two kids flipped from UVA to Virginia Tech yeah. because I think they realized it's a more stable environment right now at Virginia Tech. And I'm with you now. I, you know, as a Virginia guy, I don't even know who our assistant coaches are yet. Right. You're just setting, I know who the head coach is, but for assistant coaches and, you know, people you're going to play for, these kids have no clue yet. Well, and 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 let's not, you know, those assistant coaches are who you really play for. Yes. The coach is the CEO, and he's the, you know, he's the guy that's on the program. He's the guy they interview. Sure. But you really play for a position coach when you're in right. college. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's who you want to know, who you're going to spend all your time with, and what's, what's his philosophy, and, right. you know, how, how are they going to attack. So, you know— it's crazy times. Um, hey, Coach, there also is a new book out on former Patrick Henry legend Merle Gaynor. Yeah. Uh, from a former assistant coach. Um, we did a little interview with him. You're going to hear that later. Uh, he's now an author. Right. You know, okay. so he's got a little cool little book out. And uh, so we're going to talk about that and tell you how to get that. Uh, and then also, you know, we're transitioning into the winter sports and the basketball boys and girls as well as wrestling. Sure. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Bear with us now because we're transitioning. So, um, you know, we're still going to talk a lot about football. We're going to move into those winter sports slowly. Um, but we want you to stay with us going forward because we're going to talk about our local kids in those winter sports. Um, and then, you know, our again, our show, our show will only be an hour today. Uh, and moving forward, it'll be an hour. So our plans are 
you know, to to cover everything we can cover in that hour uh, going forward. So, all right. So you're listening to Crunch Time on WPLY, your weekly area high school sports radio show for Central and Southwest Virginia. Let me set the studio directly across from me, north. I call it north. Yes. I don't, I don't have a compass or anything. On the board is uh, the incomparable Coach Randy Lefwich. Uh, good morning, Coach. Good morning, sir. And missing today, uh, absent today, is Jimmy. Yes. Uh, and, you know, we're feeling for Jimmy. He's in our thoughts and prayers. His family, he uh, he had a, um, a brother-in-law who passed away. Yes. And so he's at a service today and, and uh, you know, there with his family and, and doing the right thing. And so we're, we're missing uh, Mr. B. Uncommon. But I, I will say, you know, he's the keeper of Crunch MVP. He is. Uh, for great high school f- game photos in Roanoke, Lynchburg, and New River Valley, go to crunchmvp.com. What time of the year is it? It's Christmas time. I mean, I want a picture. Exactly. I want some good pictures. And, sure. And Jimmy can do a lot of stuff with that. He does canvases. He, right. He does collages. He does all these things with it. And they're really special. You got it. Um, you know, high school High school is such a special time. When you're in it, you don't realize it. When you get older, you're like, oh, my gosh. Right. You know, that. those are my friends for life. That's it. That that was who I went to battle with. So. Yeah. All right. So, um, great, great show today, uh, Coach. Uh, let me recap. I'm going to recap the six games. Okay. Six state championship games really quickly. Sure. And then I want to get your take on, you can, you can comment on... Um, you know, a couple of those, and I'll, I'll com- comment on a couple of those, and w- we'll go from there. But I, I think, uh, you know, we have some pretty good recaps um, of the games last week. And I would say 50% of the games were a surprise to yes. me. Yes, yes. And, and this is what happens in the state championships. The favorite doesn't always win. No, it's like you said. The, on paper, it looks like the one team is clearly at the advantage. Right. But when you play that game and things happen... You know, you know as well as I do in that LCA game, if you would have sat there and said at the end of that ball game, two pick sixes would have taken place. Yeah. You know, you're lucky to go through three games without a pick six happening. But two in one game. And that was a difference in that. It game. was. If they don't get the two pick sixes, they lose. LCA wins 14 to seven. Right. So yeah. that that that's an important part. Okay. So the let me start with uh, uh, class six. Oscar Smith beat James Madison forty two seventeen. This wasn't a surprise. Right. Third state championship for Oscar Smith. Um, you know the Tigers scored thirty five points without reaching the red zone. Isn't that something? I mean, how would you like to play them? <laughs> they're not even getting close. I mean, they're they're and still scoring. They they are so explosive, and they're 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 scoring big touchdowns from way out. So. That's tough to handle. Uh, I know they're uh, Kavon King rushed for 290 yards for them. They're running back. Um, and then, you know, to top it off, James Madison scored first on a fake field goal. So the Warhawks scored first. Okay. Now, I, that, now this is a question. We'll, we'll, we'll get into this maybe sometime. Not right now, but how many times does a losing team in these games score first? Right. It happens a lot. It does. It really it looks like they're in control. They've come out. They've started. Then all of a sudden, at the end of the game, it's it, not the first. It game almost looks like they they take a breath. Right. They get to touchdown. They go. We got them. Yeah. And then they they relax. And then they can't get the momentum back. The other team right. comes back. The other team's motivated to. Hey, we got to get get our stuff together. And then they get steamrolled. It happens a lot. Um, all right. Uh, division class five. A Stonebridge beat Mari twenty seven twenty one in a good game. Yeah. Uh, Stonebridge won their second straight state title. And again, it came down to the last play of the game. 
Okay. So, uh, you know, tied at 21, uh, quarterback Jacob Thomas found a wide receiver, Ezekiel Wimbush, across the field. So he throws it across the field. Right. You know, and the, and then the junior took took that Hail Mary into the end zone. It was about from the 35-yard line. So it's not what you expect a last play to be. Most people throw it to the end zone. Sure. And that jump ball, and then you hope right. your guy comes down with it. These guys threw it straight across the field Yeah. to their most exciting guy, this Wimbush guy, and nobody could get him on the ground. And wow. that's how they won. Look at that. I mean, to me, these are so exciting. But, yeah. I mean, how do you watch teams like this? I mean, these are cardiac kids. I would have a heart attack every time I watched them play. Right. If that's the way they all play. Sure. So, good battle there. Uh, class 4, Verina beat Broadrun uh, 28-21. Now, Broadrun had just beat Salem. I'm telling you, if that Broadrun team that played, I watched that game. If that broad run, that team that faced Farina would have played against Salem, it would have been Salem in the state finals. Okay. They weren't the same team. Gotcha. So, you know, and that's the way it plays out. The Blue Devils rushed for almost 300 yards. Uh, they led 28-7 to going into the fourth quarter. Then broad run comes back. But the most exciting guy on the field was Ant Fisher. How do you like that, Ant? Ant. Ant Fisher, number seven for the Blue Devils, 136 yards on 14 carries, for, and, and he had a touchdown. Um, but... You know, just just to compare this, and, and then the Griffiths kid, the quarterback who's going to Wake Forest, who right. plays for Broad Run, he was 18 of 27, couple touchdowns, an interception, got his 80 yards on the ground. And and the receiver, Isaiah Lamont, if you watched him play against Salem, number nine, he was special. He was okay. good against Salem, too. But 24, uh, Arnav Thornhill didn't catch a pass. Really? He killed Salem. Okay. He's the one that caught the fourth down pass. That led to the touchdown that beat Salem. Right. He didn't catch a pass. And I, I I don't know this for sure, but he looked like he was hurt. I think he got hurt in the Salem game. And just wasn't there. I just don't think he had his step. I think okay. Salem hurt him. Uh, and I could be wrong. I'm just speculating. But, you know, I remember when he caught that fourth down pass, he got up gimpy. Okay. And he looked gimpy all day. But he just wasn't. He just didn't have it. Right. Wasn't the same kid. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So that's the way that one played out. Of course, Verena dropped down from... Class five to class four. So, sure. you know, they were used to playing, you know, with bigger teams and stuff. But they did a good job. They ran a lot of cross buck, which you don't see a lot. Right. Okay. So And they, and they had a lot of speed. Nice. All right. Class three, Phoebus over Liberty Christian. We talked about this, 22 to 14. Two pick sixes really were the difference uh, by Phoebus. Uh, one came early in the game from Jordan Bass. The last one won the game was from Don, Donald Gatling Jr. Both these kids were six five, around two hundred pounds. Well, and you were, you know, you had made reference a while back. Uh, we were talking this week about it about Gatling. Yeah, you know, he literally played a professional play at the end of this ball game. He he was not. This was a play that did not look like a high school play. This young man started reading the quarterback's eyes, set himself up in the middle of the field, and just jumped. He he did not defend a player right it, and it was kind of like his own but he really was just watching the quarterback's eyes he got lined up okay uh with davis lane and when davis lane let it go and typically in a high school game he had thrown it high enough to get right. to his receiver but gatling jumped up and just caught it with one hand pulled it down and then ran the last wow 20 yards to the end zone for the winning touchdown it was it was an unbelievable athletic play look at that and he's six five yeah you know, and oh, the he's going to get noticed. Yes, yeah, so somebody's noticing this kid on that play right well, there. I would think so. But the heartbreaking thing was right before that, a couple plays before that, Gideon Davidson 
had looked like he had the go-ahead touchdown. It was an 80-plus TD run. Okay. Uh, or yard TD run, and and it was called back for holding. Wow. That just breaks your heart. It does. Uh, because that was the game changer right sure. there. A couple plays later, they get the pick six, and it just totally flipped. Right. Um, but I will, so, I will say, LCA tight end, Dylan Stowers, uh, what a man. He caught both TDs for the Bulldogs from Davis Lane, and he is a man. Sure. I mean, if you look at the crunch on the cover, there's like six. They knew he was going to get the ball. It's fourth down. They threw a little pop pass to him over the middle. There's like six Phoebus guys hanging all over him, and he still pulls it down. That's how you do it. That's how you do it if you can. It is, yeah. But That's how he, you do it. But he's a man. Um, and then uh, class two, King William beat Graham 48-21. This was really wow. a surprise to me, yeah. Because Graham had, you know, was number one in the state and kind of ran over everybody. Uh, but King William running back Demond Claiborne, uh, he scored four times on, you know, three on the ground and one on a, on a, a touchdown catch. And you know, he was really the story all year for them. Uh, Graham G. Men, uh, running back, wide receiver, D. Back, he did everything. Xavion Bradshaw, right, uh, scored on runs of sixty-five and three yards. He was the guy that really uh, sparked them all year long. But he just couldn't outscore Claiborne. I think he signed with Virginia Tech last night. Well, you know, there was he was supposed to sign with UVA, and, yes. he, and they flipped him. Right. The, the rumor is. So, you know, his uh, um, his buddy, the center, the big center, Brody Meadows, yes. had flipped from UVA to Virginia Tech. So Pry is making, he's sure. not making any friends in Charlottesville. No, he is not. But that's his job at Virginia Tech. Exactly. So uh, can you confirm that, Coach? That, yeah, no, it, he flipped. How about that? Yeah, he uh, he signed last night with the Hokies. So in this Graham game against King William, I'm going to postulate, uh, did Graham peak at the Appomattox game the week before? Appomattox is okay. a, a typical state champion winner, and Graham got after them and beat them. Um, and, you know, that's a physical game. Sure. Uh, Appomattox has some great players. I just wonder if... Graham kind of felt like they'd played their state championship the week before. Well, and, you know, you see that with a lot of teams. And Graham, their reputation over the years, the G-men, you just, you know, you kind of feel like this team is going to the state title game right. every year because right. it's it's Graham. It's the G-men. You, you hear this. You hear tradition, this. Tradition, tradition. Exactly. The blue bloods. You hear this. But it is one of these things of going, okay, the team you're going to play in the state title game may not be as big as the team you're going to play in the semifinals. It it's happens. It happens. So you get up for the semifinal game, but then you realize, I still got another game left. I, I got to finish this. And it just doesn't happen. Somebody comes in, they take advantage of it. Like you said, the one kid, three touchdowns? Four. Right, but three I was saying ground, three on the ground. Yeah. They, that three was a one. heavy dose. That was just, hey, you do what you got to do. And, you know, what do you want? I want the ball, coach. Give me the ball. They're not, they're not, you know, they're not tackling me. Right. They're not getting me. So you watch this over and over and over. And next thing you know, you're sitting there at the end of the game going, what just happened to us? Right. And like you said, you feel like a lot of teams play that state title game in the semifinal. It can happen. It can happen. I just, I, I don't, I can't confirm it. I just suspect it happens. Yeah. I think it happened to, uh, or, uh, to Botetot last year against LCA. Right. I don't think they were quite ready for Lafayette. It took them a couple quarters to get ready. Sure. And then they couldn't recover. They had a, you know, a fake punt that that really kind of messed them up last year. But I think that happened last year. But I think it happens from time to time. I'll tell you one of the best teams, I think, at not letting it happen because okay. of their experience is Salem. Yes. Salem just seems to notch up a little every week. And no matter who they beat to get 
to the finals. Sure. They seem to understand there's one more game. Right. So, um, all right. So, Division One or Class One, Riverheads Ugh. beat Galax 45 to 14. Riverheads, Riverheads, Riverheads. And it's kind of like Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Exactly. I mean, uh, you know, they just, they just, I mean, and, you know, the Maroon Tide kept it close. It was, they were only down 14 to nothing at half. Right. And you think, that's good. That that's is good. good against Riverheads. But that nothing bothered me. Right. Because, you know, that means, do you have the ability to score on them? Yeah. And um, so, and the, the Gladiators got rolling behind, you know, Caden Cook Cash and Cole Burton. Uh, Ka- Cook Cash had 192 yards and four touchdowns. He's only a sophomore. He looks like sure. Jim Brown out there running around. Exactly. And, um, you know, Cole Burton, you know, he had 165 yards in a TD. He's another load. Uh, and these guys are big kids that run well. Right. They get in the open. And they're hard to bring down. They're hard to catch. Well, you know, one of the things that I'm really liking right now, and when you take a look at the teams that won these state titles, a lot of these teams, local teams, have played them during the season. Yeah. And you're sitting there going, okay, guys, you know the measuring stick. Right. You know what you have to can you know compete with. And I'm loving that right now because I'm loving that, you know, PH is playing some of these teams and Lord Bonitat's playing some. Because at the end of the day, that's who you have to measure yourself up against right. in the state. You know, granted, granted, you know, your worst enemy is you. You, you know, you control your game. You control that's what right. you do. But there is an opponent on the other side. Right. And some days those opponents are really good opponents. And like Riverheads, I don't know if there's a team in the state right now that has an answer for Riverheads. I, I just, I don't know. It, it's one of those things where, you know, because Galax beat them, what, a couple of years ago? What yeah, was it, 7-6? Six six. in 2015. That yeah. was the last state championship they lost. Exactly. So I, I'm like, I don't I don't know if there's a team right now that has that answer. I, I would love to see a team reach up and get them, but it's one of these things of they've got it working right now. Somebody's got to match their physicality. Yes. And, uh, you know. It's like, uh, you know, when Giles was so good for so long, for a while, you know, the teams that could beat him uh, had to, they really had to build their team to beat Giles. Sure. And, uh, you know, somebody's going to have to build their team to beat Riverhead. Yeah. I mean, you have to, that, they're going to have to, they're going to have to do that and then let the chips fall on everybody else. Sure. So that's easier said than done. All yeah. right. The Crunch Coaches Players of the Year. Let me get to this okay. and then we're going to take a break. You got it. In Roanoke, the coach of the year for us is uh, Scott Weaver. At Hidden yes. Valley. What a great year. What a great year. He yeah. started out 6-0. and Just a great coaching job. Got to the playoffs. Um, just really did a good job. On offense, we had co-players of the year. Cam Lefwich, the mailman. Hey. I'm telling you, you got to put him in there. And then quarterback at Glenver, Aiden Walk. Yes. Really had a great year. And Aiden, according to Coach Clifford, Aiden's uh, looking that he wants to go to LU. Okay. Liberty University. Nice. He wants to be a minister. There you go. And he'd like to walk on the team there, or he'd love to get a scholarship, but sure. uh, he'd love to play for the Flames. Okay. So that's pretty cool. Uh, on defense, we had co-defensive players of the year in Roanoke, Chauncey Logan Yes, at Salem. Just a playmaker. What a great kid. Uh, he just was around the ball all the time. And then Joey Isaacs at um, okay. Botetot was our uh, co-defensive player of the year. You know, he kind of flew under the radar. He had 10 interceptions. He did. He had like three pick six. Yes. He had uh, three or four touchdown, re- you know, kickoff returns for touchdowns. Right. And he, and people just, I don't think they gave him enough credit. With all those Division One guys coming out of Botasad, Sure. this is a smaller guy that really was in on a lot of tackles. Yeah. Made a lot of plays for Coach Harless, and Coach Harless loves him. Yeah. So, uh, that's Roanoke. Lynchburg, Coach Rocca, 
Right. LCA is our coach of the year. Yes. Offense. We've never had this happen before, but but it's well deserved. Our offensive players of the year, Zach Rice. Oh yeah. Offensive lineman. Yeah. What a stud. And then he shares that honor with Tayshawn Butler out of Brookville. Okay. Just a fantastic playmaker there. On defense, Dylan Stowers, all by himself. Yes. I mean, he yeah. is a man among men, and he, he deserves it. New River Valley, we got uh, coaches uh, Shane Allen from Galax uh, sharing that with uh, Coach Alex Wilkins of Christiansburg. Yeah, Christiansburg had a good year this they year. They did. Offensive player of the year was the quarterback at Christiansburg, Casey Graham. You know, he set the record for the high school. They've had a lot of good quarterbacks there. They have. He set the yeah. yardage record for uh, Christiansburg this year. Look at that. I mean, that's something. And then defense, Ian Ashworth at okay. Galax. Okay. Just a playmaker there. Yeah. All right, so that's our uh, crunch uh, players and uh, coaches of the year in our three areas. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have Otis Tucker of Easy Glass. Heiner's Bread has been a staple in homes and on kitchen tables for over a century in this part of the country. No artificial preservatives, a low-fat, cholesterol-free food made with 100% pure vegetable shortening. Whether it's old-fashioned loaf, 35 wheat, or 35 white, and that 35 means only 35 calories a slice, choose the great taste of a product from this region, Heiner's. When you're shopping the grocery store aisles of your favorite store, think local. Think Heiner's. Since 1905, Heiner's Bread. Special announcement from Virginia Furniture Market. Huge in-stock inventory is available right now for immediate delivery and up to 36 months no interest financing with approved credit. Think about it. The new dining set you've been dreaming of. The new living room set. How about a great mattress? Savings on Tempur-Pedic, Sealy, and Stearns and Foster. Also at the VFM Decorators Outlet, it's like the ultimate treasure hunt. Their Decorators Outlet is filled with with home decor, high point showroom samples, overstocks and discontinued collections, well-known name brands in every aisle with prices that can't be beat. And we always talk about shopping local. Do that for your furniture. Shop local at Virginia Furniture Market. Visit one of their locations, their mattress stores, or online vafurnituremarket.com. Hey, Roanoke, tis the season to get a great deal on a new or used Toyota. It's the sale you've been waiting for. toyota Fine, Toyota's biggest sale event of the year, is in full swing and the deals couldn't be better. Whether you're looking for a Camry, Corolla, Prius, or one of our tough Tacomas or Tundras, now's the time to get the deal you've been waiting for. Haley Toyota is a drop-off for Toys for Tots. We're now accepting new, unopened toys for those that are less fortunate. From our family to yours, we'd like to wish you a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. And remember, Haley has it for less. Custard Stand Hot Dog Chili tastes good on hot dogs, nachos, burgers, fries, and more. Check out tailgate-friendly and dinner recipes on CustardStand.com. Available at Kroger or a store near you. The NFL Barber Twins for Pittman Construction. Hey, Rondé, football players know a lot about building. To be at the top of our game, we build on our knowledge and skill every day. And our former Cavalier teammate, Walt Deary at Pittman Construction, knows a lot about building, too. So call Walt for your construction projects, whether you're remodeling or building from the ground up. Pittman Construction will go the extra yard just for you. Call Walt or his dad, Bud Deary, at Pittman Construction at 427-2001. That's Pittman Construction at 427-2001. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor? A volunteer? Teach your grandkids to fish? Hi, I'm Jay Harlow. 
financial advisor with the Mirius Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, and I can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call us at 540-769-0052. Our office is located at 3140 Chaparral Drive, Southwest Building C in Roanoke, Virginia. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. Crunch time, everybody. Carl York, your host here. Um, we have a great interview. I love this. Otis Tucker, formerly of EC Glass, and before that, Dunbar High School back in the mid-60s to 70. Uh, let's hear from Coach Tucker. Okay, so I'm here today with legendary coach Otis Tucker, who was, if I understand right, he was. you were the uh, coach of Dunbar High School, yes. and then when they closed Dunbar and they merged Dunbar and EC Glass, you were an assistant coach Correct. over at, at EC Glass. All right, great to be with you to, okay. here today. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. All right, so I, I have my normal questions. First of all, one I like to start off with to get to know you is, where were you born and raised? I was born in Lynchburg, here in Lynchburg, and uh, I graduated from Dunbar High School. Okay. Uh, and was lucky enough to, to get a chance to go to Shaw University in Raleigh and play some football. And uh, my head coach at Dunbar was, was just like a dad. Oh, that's great. And, uh, and I had an opportunity to go, and uh, I wanted to do something similar. So he inspired me to come back and try to coach here. So who was your head coach? Uh, Harry Waters. Harry Waters, okay. He's been inducted into the old VIA Hall of Fame, and I was... Fortunate enough, he's passed away. I was fortunate enough to go to Charlottesville and receive a Hall of Fame award for him. Oh, that's great! You accepted it in his honor. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's fantastic. So, what? What? Uh, uh, thinking about him, what stood out the most? What was the most impressive trait about him? Well, you know, you couldn't get away from him. He he coached all three sports. He coached football, basketball, and track. And I played all three of them. I captain all three of them. And, uh, and he was like a dad. I mean, he, he was always around. He did bed checks. He'd ride around and find, if he found you, you were in trouble. I mean, sometimes <laughs> physical trouble. And uh, also, you'd know about it the next day in practice if it was in season. So, uh, so he, was, he also taught. And he was just a great guy, I mean, just to get to know. And things that he did for us as athletes, even when we went to college, no one ever knew about it. He, he helped us out financially and did some things. Oh, that's a lot fantastic. of us weren't able to, to even go to college. So we got some spending change and things like that. And uh, no one knew about it. I mean, he just didn't book for publicity. So if he was your dad, I mean, uh, dad figure, he was hard on you too. Oh, yes. Oh, he, yes. Was, he, he didn't put up with Oh, no, no, no. He, he knew what you were doing in the classroom as well as out there as an athlete. So, uh, so that's, you know, that's something that I think sort of stayed with me over a period of time. And, yeah. Uh, knowing that there is life after athletics. Yeah. And there's some things that you need to think about. And I think uh, it even goes over to the pro sports today. Sometimes you don't play much more than three or four years. And then you've got to have something to do afterwards because uh, we're not lucky enough to have chance to, to make a lot of money sometimes and and I guess a perfect example was a guy named Trace upon Dexter that got hurt he was going to be a first round pick went to Virginia got hurt and didn't get a chance to play pro football but he's coaching now from yeah. what I understand yeah he got his uh, terrible uh, knee injury sure right did. at the end of his college sure career did. I think it was playing against Florida State boy he was a talent he was he, he was and it's so unfortunate um, 
Yeah, that that you know, it's uh, we we try to tell the kids, and we we you know we 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 talk about it quite a bit. You know how important it is to take care of uh, the things you can take care of, which is your education, and exactly. and that'll last you a lifetime. Whereas, you know, a career in sports, uh, if you're lucky enough to be good enough or lucky enough to work hard enough to get it, you may be able to go out and make a little money for a while, but it's short it's short lived. Sure. And I think the key thing is when you said lucky enough, because there are a lot of athletes that argue that are maybe better than some of the people on the pro teams but if you're not lucky enough to be in the right place at the right time you don't get that chance yeah and uh that's i think young people need to understand that today so tell me about dunbar because I, I i don't know that much about it what, what was your what were the dunbar what was the mascot uh poets the poets uh paul lawrence dunbar was a was a a black poet and and that's what it was um we didn't have an animal or anything, but right. it was Paul on some bomb poets. So that's what we are. Man, you probably took some grief for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. <laughs> oh, the people say they got to beat the poets. Right. I mean, if you can't beat the poets. Who can you beat? Yeah, because we played against Addison High School in, in Roanoke. Yep. Langston High School in Danville. Uh, Burley High School in Charlottesville. And... Uh, and that's a college Whitson, Dillwyn, uh, Salem. It was a school in college Whitson. Or G.W. Carver wasn't, was yeah. G.W. Carver in Salem? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. Uh, in Richmond, Armstrong in Richmond, and uh, and I, I'm trying to think, oh, it was a Susan Gibson in Bedford. Uh, I'm trying to think of... Uh, That's really Canada interesting. Canada County High School in Rustburg, and it was um, a central high school in Amherst. That was basically the wow. district. Yeah, and it's a wide district. That's yeah. a lot of traveling. Yeah, well, some of them were not district games. And okay. Some of them were. Okay. And especially the Richmond schools were not district games. It was just a game to make out a 10-game schedule. All right, so one of the questions I like to ask the legendary coaches is leadership. How would you define leadership? What, what's leadership look like? Boy, you know, um, some people are born leaders, you know, and uh, and you, you sometimes I think most of the players that we get have come up through the little league program and into middle school program to the high school program, and uh, and a lot of that leadership is developed before they even get to us. And I think what we can do as coaches is try to expand on it and give them the opportunity to show that leadership, give them responsibility uh, over uh, other players. As new players come in, give them responsibility of taking them and showing them things that they need to do. And I think that makes them feel good and creates more confidence in them. And I think those are the things that help build leadership as much as uh, anybody else. I wish I did have a... Uh, 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 I guess a recipe for, for leadership, but just given, uh, and sometimes you can see where people want to take charge and want to take charge, and you sort of, when you're given the opportunity and then correct them on some things that maybe they should have done that they that they didn't do, and I think they appreciate it, but not to really put them down for not doing it, but to encourage them and tell them next time maybe you might want to think about doing it a different way. And they're accepting and of they're that. And they're accepting it, yes. And uh, and I think they accept it a lot better when you, when you do it that way rather than scold them about some mistakes that they made. But uh, 
I don't know, leadership is just something that I think, is, and a lot of people, I think is inborn. We can just, as coaches on a upper level, just try to expand on it and uh, and try to give an opportunity to show that leadership. And and then I think they feel better about themselves when they show that, that response and that responsibility and just take off and do things and they feel good about it. And then you, feel, you can see it in them and you, you say, well, that's great. Wow, thanks so much to Coach Otis Tucker, formerly of E.C. Glass in Dunbar High School. Love hearing him talk. I love talking to him. He's such a gracious uh, man, and uh, hearing that history is fantastic. So yeah. thank you so much. All right, Coach, uh, got a lot going on at the Salem Civic Center. We do. Um, I just want to, I'm going to talk about a couple things. Uh, the Stampede Championship Rodeo, January 7th. I know we're getting into Christmas, and but, you know, make your plans now. Get your tickets. Yeah. Uh, that's the 7th, 8th, and 9th. Great gift. Uh, it's a lot of fun. The kids just love it. They do. They'll remember it their whole lives. Yes. Uh, I still, I'm a rodeo clown guy. Okay. I mean, I appreciate the athletes on the bulls and stuff, but the rodeo clowns just, yeah. you know. They're, they're the it's like I work with a couple. Exactly. I mean, I just, it's I feel what we do. Home. It's what we do. Yeah, you it's know. what you do. Maybe we ought to get barrels for you and Jimmy to get in. <laughs> uh, no, but it's a, it's a great show. Uh, plan to go. And then... Um, January 14th, the Tri-State Arena Cross 2022 Indoor Championship Series Motocross. Man, I'm telling you, $10,000 purse. Look at that. That is very cool. That's good money. Pros and amateurs. You know, that pros and amateur stuff makes me want to go because the pros, you think, ah, nothing's eh, going to happen. Right. The amateurs are going to try things. Sure. They're trying to become pros. They're you trying got to get it. A t- so, anyways, uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the Dogwood Restaurant, one of my favorite nice. places to go. Uh, you got to check it out. Uh, if you haven't been there in a while, I mean, the food is fantastic. Uh, Jamie and Keith do a great job over there. The whole crew does a great job, and the food is just fantastic. Spoke to a gentleman the other day. He said he went in there, and uh, he said he sat down and at the bar there and was eating at the bar and said that uh, Jamie was over there and uh, Keith, and yeah. he, he just had a great conversation with these two guys. And said, you know, and then he said, hey, I heard about you guys on the radio. And then it, you know, it kind of perked up even more because, awesome. you know, and it, but he was like, he goes, I just felt like I was at home just talking, you know. You know, there used to be places you'd go to eat that was more than just a place to eat. Right. Where you just felt comfortable. You, you, you talked about your community. You talked about sports. You talked about what was going on. That's the place. That is. The dogwood is the place. Yeah. So if you miss that nostalgia or you want that, you sure. crave it, get over there. That's it. Make friends. That's Yes. And eat good. And, and eat, eat well. Good. Eat yeah. well. Yeah. Eat good. All right. So, um, okay, I want to take another little quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have this uh, former coach and author of the new uh, Coach Merrill Gaynor book. So stay with us. When I wake up in the morning for breakfast, I want something good. Thomas's English Muffin fills the bill. Taste with a toasted crunch. Original 100% whole wheat, blueberry, cinnamon raisin, and are you kidding me? Pumpkin spice. Thomas's English Muffins. Wake up to what's possible. This is Tater Benson with MKB Realty. For decades, my game plan was to win. Win on the wrestling mat, win on the football field. Now it's time to win in the real estate field. My coaching days are way behind me now, but my goals have not changed. Now the goal is to win in all of your real estate endeavors. Whether your transaction is big or small, I can handle it all. If you need a real estate agent who refuses to lose, put me in your game. Call me direct. Tater Benson with MKB Realty. 540-353-7173. Jimmy Whitaker here, and one of my favorite restaurants is Bellasino's Pizza and Grinders. At Bellasino's, fresh is no gimmick. 
they bake their bread from scratch every day using the same scrumptious Grandpa Sam bread recipe since 1959. They have everything from grinders, pizza, salads, and appetizers that are made to order. Lunch or dinner, it's Bellasinos, Delville, and Roanoke. Hey, Berman Clark here from Unaris. We are an independent insurance agency with a local touch who has been serving individuals, families, and businesses for over 30 years right here in Southwest VA. Why should you choose Munaris? We can simplify your insurance plan while providing concierge-like benefits management. Find out more. Give us a call at 540-563-1005 or check us out at MunarisBenefits.com. Munaris, here to help with all your insurance needs. Would you like a haircut from a barber that actually listens and gives you the great haircut you deserve and at a great price? I'm Deanna Brunel. And I'm Deanna Phillips. And together we are Mama D's Barbershop. We're located right behind the coffee pot on Brambleton. Just look for the 18-foot barber pole. Make an appointment on Facebook or stop in for the same day appointment. Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday until 6, and Saturday until 3. Mention Crunch or this ad, and you'll get a free deluxe shampoo. See you soon at Mama D's Barbershop. I'm Brandon. When I wake up in the morning for breakfast, I want something good. Thomas's English Muffin fills the bill. Taste with a toasted crunch. Original 100% whole wheat, blueberry, cinnamon raisin, and are you kidding me, pumpkin spice. Thomas's English Muffins, wake up to what's possible. All right, welcome back to Crunch Time, everybody. Hey, like I said earlier, special treat today, former coach and author, Coach George Earps from Bluefield, has written a book on the late, great Coach Merrill Gaynor, who was formerly at Big Creek and Bluefield, West Virginia, those two high schools. And then we know him from Patrick Henry, a legend here. Uh, the book is Robert Merrill Gaynor, Today's Legend, Tomorrow's Legacy, in paperback, $12 uh, on Amazon. If you order today, you can probably still make Christmas, but uh, let's uh, let's give a listen to Coach Earps. I'm here today speaking with former Bluefield High School assistant coach under the legendary Merrill Gaynor, George Earps. Coach Earps has written a book about Coach Gaynor, who coached football at War, Big Creek, and Bluefield in West Virginia prior to being the head coach at Patrick Henry High School here in Roanoke. Coach Earps, thanks for talking with us. First, tell us a little bit about you. I'm a McDowell County boy. I was born in Gary, West Virginia. My dad was a coal miner. In fact, I was the first one to go to school. I went on and got over to Concord and played a little football over there for a coal miner himself, uh, Friedel, who was coached down at Gary High School down yeah. in McDowell County. Now, where was Coach Gaynor before Bluefield? Coach Gaynor was down at Big Creek, and all you could hear about how many games he won. He, in fact, he beat Bluefield that year, twenty-seven to nothing. He was just almost revered simply because he was winning so many ball games in nineteen and fifty-five and fifty-six and fifty-seven. Had some great players down there too. I mean, some really great players. In fact, the word was out that uh, uh, he couldn't have all those players. Those were actually coal miners who worked in the coal mines during the day and came up to school to play football for him at night. And, and a lot of people actually believed that story. And uh, 
I, I thought that was true. What was it like playing against him as a player? I was at Tazewell High School, and we went over there a couple times during my school years to play them, and uh, we, we never seemed to know what they were doing. They beat us so bad. I talk about this a little bit in Ganner book. My senior year, we went down to Big Creek to play. Big Creek ran an unbalanced line. People on the sideline could realize, uh, coaches, that we were not spaced adequately to face their unbalanced line, and they kept hollering from the sideline, shift, shift, shift. We didn't know what to do, but we would shift right and shift left and shift right and shift left. We were off sides a few times. But anyhow... We just stayed in their way all night, and at halftime, the ball game was six to nothing in favor of Big Creek. And we go in at halftime, and they uh, draw a lot of X's and O's on the boards and shake a stick at us and tell us how we should line up. And we go out, and Big Creek beat us like 35 points that second half. But we'd just been lucky, I guess, the first, the first half. But he had such a reputation. He had a way of getting young people to play for him, as tough as he was. Tell us about that. My younger brother, not my youngest brother, but a younger brother, played at Big Creek in 1957 for him. Uh, every, every kid who could walk mm. in those coal fields who had an opportunity and could get home in the evening anyway, and their parents permitted it, wanted to play football or something at Big Creek High School. And uh, my brother Robert played. And in fact, when Coach Gaynor first came to Bluefield and met me and everything, I, I was one of the holdovers from uh, Howard, who was the head coach at Bluefield when I went there. There were four of our, our coaches, Coach Howard and um, Bob Hedrick and me and John Shamar. Well, uh, of course, Coach Howard was kind of dismissed and left and went back up Culpeper, and uh, Bob Hedrick left and went back down to went to Graham High School and stayed down there and was very successful. And John and I both stayed at Bluefield, and of course the word was you you may be coaching or you may not be coaching. Back in those days, the head coach had some lead way, and I guess they still do today about hiring who, you know, they wanted somebody to help them. Back then, all the coaches taught at the high schools as well. Is that right? We've had some bad situations. Uh, a, a person could be teaching at, say, X high school and coaching at Y, and and the competition and everything and the loyalty, you know, I don't think Coach Gaynor would have ever stood for anybody no. teaching at, say, X high school coaching at Beaver as far as that's, you know, concerned right. particularly for playing. It was, of course, he always had a problem with, like, you know, your loyalty and your dedication was important up to 110%, which was which was very much a part of it. And what made Coach Gaynor such a good coach? Uh, when he came to Bluefield High School, you know, he was uh, as old as my dad. We never did anything like at 12.30 or 1.30 or 2 o'clock. It was always like at 2.13, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, we start practice at 3.28, you know, and that was the time. And he was so conscious of getting things done and people being on time and everything. He kept a clipboard in his hand and on his desk, and he kept it, took him at home with him and had it in his classroom and wherever he needed to do. He was always planning and thinking and drawing and that kind of thing. Put him in a 
class all by himself, you know, as far as that's concerned. He he was uh, immersed in what he was trying to accomplish. Whatever else was going on in his life, he was thinking all the time about football and playing and running plays. He was a stricter for uh, details and doing it over and over and over again. Oh, man, many thanks to Coach Herbs. Uh, it's great to hear uh, his story and how he's connected to Coach Gander, and it's all in the book. You got to get the book. It's only $12. That's it. You know, get it on Amazon. Uh, order today, and I think you can get it before Christmas. It's called Robert Merrill Gaynor, Today's Legend, Tomorrow's Legacy. Uh, loved hearing him talk. And thanks to Bill Wallace of Roanoke, who actually played for Coach Gaynor at PH and helped connect us with Coach Earps. You know, a lot of people, especially today, you you see, you know, the tributes and everything to Coach Gaynor and you hear the name, but I don't know if a lot of people really know Good point. The, the history of Merle Gaynor. Yeah. And so this is a great way to, you know, to showcase that history. And if you've got, if you've got a PH person in your family, this would make a great present. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't around uh, Merrill Gaynor when he was here. I wasn't here. Right. But I'm so interested in him. Sure. Uh, the stories that I've heard, you know, yes. his connection with Coach uh, Willis White and right. a lot of the players that played for him and stuff. It's just really cool. And it's local. It is. It's our story. It is. And it's Bluefield's story and it's yes. Big Creek story, but it's great stuff. Right. All right. Um, let's talk quick about the football signees. And I just want to talk about the guys really that impact us right now. Uh, Coach Fry did a great job. You said it earlier, 11 of 19 signees are Virginia kids. Yes. Um, but Gunnar Givens. Correct. And uh, from Botetot. And um, Hunter McLean from Botetot. Right. Those two guys, you had him on the show. We had him on Greg's show the other day. And, you know, with Gunnar, Gunnar, you know, he's the one sitting there saying, hey, I'm already knowing where I'm going. I, I know that I'm going to Virginia Tech. Right. And with Hunter, though, Hunter got that call that day. And that was what a thrill. Yeah, that was really, you know, just you could just see it in him that he was humbled by this yes. because it was, you know, here's a kid that's going to Richmond. We already know he's going to Richmond. It's it's in that path. And it was so funny because we were like, how'd that phone call go? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was not a good call. No, you know, no. Saying, hey, I'm going to Virginia Tech. But you could just tell this kid, um, from what I'm understanding with Virginia Tech, they really like this kid. Yeah. They they see something. He's got a motor. Yes. They see something. Big. Yes. And they, I, you know, I, I told him the other day, I said, you know, guys, I'm so proud of you that you're, you know, heading to Virginia Tech. I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't play in the Virginia games. But uh, I would, you know, I'd Coach love is a big you. UVA fan for those exactly. listeners that have been in a cave for the last two decades. <laughs> two decades. So. But no, I, I'm happy for him. Good yeah. job. Hey, a couple others that had got my attention. Benji Gosnell from uh, Carroll County. Yes. Man, I watched him play. He is a load, too. And he played quarterback. He played tight end. He played running back. He played everything for Carroll County. He played with a broken hand. Sure. Half the year. He hurt his knee at the end of the year. I mean, what a warrior. Yes. They're getting a warrior with him. And uh, so great to have a Carroll County uh, player going to Virginia Tech. That's where Beamer came from. Uh, exactly. Right down there, you yeah. know. So. And then uh, we talked about Graham's Brody Meadows, who's flip-flop from UVA to Virginia Tech. Good for Virginia Tech. Uh, he's going to be a load. And then Coach Elliott at UVA, uh, the one kid that I want to talk about is is LCA quarterback Davis Lane. Right. So uh, Lane, you know, uh, he, he got his offer. I mean, all these coaches switch. You wonder if these guys are going to stay on them. Sure. I mean, the kids are probably panicking. Right. But they they stayed with Davis and, and – uh, 
Uh, he's a fine player, and we look forward to seeing him donning the uh, the blue and orange of UVA. Right, the Sabers there. I don't, you know, I don't know if he will be a quarterback. But, yeah, I'm not sure. You know, but but Virginia has that. You know, in their uh, in their programs, when you look beside people's names, yeah, they have it as athlete. So you really He's fast, yeah. So He's the fastest kid on the LCA. You got it. They'll plug him in somewhere, and he may play different positions. Right. So yeah, they'll plug him in somewhere. All right. So uh, we promise. Let's get to some high school boys basketball. Man, some big games last night. Bonnetot uh, had to hit a three pointer. Yes. For uh, Ash- Ashton Bramlett, hit a three pointer with as as the time expired. To, to beat William Byrd, 61-60, always a rivalry Look game. at that. And so that that makes Botetot 4-1. Uh, also in the Blue Ridge, Northside's 4-1. Uh, they lost to William Fleming. They did. Who's 4-2 in the Blue Ridge. They yes. lost 54-57 last night. So, man, we I'm telling you, as we get into basketball, girls and boys basketball and wrestling, uh, it is so much fun sure. to track these teams. They're all so good, and anything can happen in a given night. So um, that happened last night. Uh, that was the big news. Um, certainly, uh, I want to talk a little bit about um, Cave Spring. Cave Springs five and one. Uh, last week they lost their first game, a three point loss to Northside. Right. All these guys are connected. They they are all connected, and this is how the season's going to be because you know that this team's going to beat this team. This team's going to beat this team. When it's all said and done, you'll have two, three losses at the end. Right. And it'll all be between the same. Two to three to four teams. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And then uh, Patrick Henry's four and two right now. You know, they lost a little earlier to William Fleming, 44, 56 44. So again, they're connected. Those the, the Roanoke City teams, we're keeping a close eye on them. Uh, Glenver's got a great team this year. They're six and one. Their only loss was to Cave Spring so far, uh, 63 55. Right. So we're trying to catch you up and, and get caught up on what's going on around the area. Uh, Roanoke Catholic, I think, is four and three. North Cross is one and one. Radford's only one and zero. Oh. Sure, you know, they've only played one game, but we keep an eye on them. James River is three and one. They're only lost to Botetot. Yes, in a game that I saw, a really good game. Uh, they lost seventy one sixty five, and we're up nineteen points, Coach. That, okay, and Botetot came back. <laughs> that's how I mean, happens. when you're in a county rivalry like yes. that, that's that's where legends are made. You got it, and so a lot of fun with that. Um, a lot going on. I, I know uh, Jackson Crawford uh, over at uh, Botetot is so much fun to watch. I mean, we can just, uh, you know, name off uh, players. Elijah Mitchell, right. at William Fleming. There's just a lot of great uh, players. You got Jernette uh, at at Northside, and we're gonna we're gonna cover all those guys as we move forward. Um, today, I will tell you that Lord Botetot's got the Bob Johnson Classic, okay, uh, basketball over there. So at noon. Here soon, uh, John Battle versus Alta Vista. 145 at Scoochland at Narrows. 3.30 Salem versus Fluvanna. 5.15, you got Botetot and Monacan. And then 7, you got LCA versus Perry McClure over at Lord Botetot High School. Nice. So that's cool. Uh, Radford's playing Greenbrier, Greenbrier East, West Virginia today. Uh, James Rivers got at East Rockingham. They're always good in basketball. And then um, Rona Catholic's over at Catholic High School, over at Princess Anne High School today. So some games going on. Girls basketball, quickly. Northside versus Rockbridge County today. Riverhead's at Perry McClure. Uh, you know, we'll get more into these sports as we go along. Right. Uh, we'll have time now that football's kind of rolling off. Also today, boys and girls indoor track 
Uh, there's an invitational at Liberty University. Okay. Which a lot of our high schools are there. Sure. So that's a great facility. And, right. And that's a big one to kind of decide, you know, who to watch in indoor track. We also have a swim and dive uh, invitational at Richmond. Okay. So, again, we're, we're going to try to uh, touch on this stuff as best we can. And wrestling, uh, Blacksburg has a wrestling uh, varsity invitational. I know Cape Spring and Glenver are a couple that are there. Turner Ashby has a wrestling varsity invitational. Uh, Northside and Fleming are there. Uh, Stewart's Draft has a wrestling uh, deal today. Salem is there. So we've got guys all over the place. And then let me just uh, go ahead, Coach. No, I was going to get back to uh, girls basketball. One of the big stories this week is Shelby Fiddler. Uh, she ended yes. up tearing her ACL. Oh, and we hate this, that. Yeah, this young lady was a first-team Virginia High School Class 5 All-State selection as a junior. Uh, her season's over, but uh, we just want to take a second to let her know we're thinking about her. And uh, Coach Cook has already said, I think it, is it Coach Cook? Yes, Coach Cook said it's already... Uh, She's not going to be on the floor, but she is helping in day-to-day preparations well, she, and things like that. She's kind of a coach on the floor. Her dad, uh, Alan Fiddler, is the head coach at Pat, yes. Patrick Henry Correct. football. Yeah. And so we're so sorry that that happened, and she was so much fun to watch and a great player. And she and her sister are both going to Niagara. Correct. So they both have scholarships there, her for basketball, her sister for soccer, so, um, man, it happens. You it know, happens, just, uh, but I, I hope she gets better. Yeah, we uh, do. We well. really do. And uh, great family, uh, great young ladies. Um, and then let me just, I'm going to, last thing I'm going to do, again, I'm jumping around. Last weekend, I took in the Titan Toughman. Okay. The wrestling uh, event. 20 yes. teams, two days. And ended up, Botetot won. Okay. Lord Botetot was number one. Glenver was two. Salem finished three. Franklin County, four. And Patrick Henry, five. The weight classes and the winners that caught my attention, in the 113 class, River Smith out of Glenver, 120, J.B. Dragovich out of Hidden Valley. What Those guys are so much fun to watch, very quick. 132 class, Jake Klein out of Glenver. 138, Caleb Swanson out of Northside. 145, Trey Lawrence out of Glenver. 152, Ethan Flowers out of Glenver. 160, Chase Miller out of Glenver. Okay. Are you hearing Glenver a lot? I'm hearing Glenver a lot. Glenver's a pretty good wrestling program. Dalton Oxley won at the 195 level at Verbatatot. Uh, Traquan Robertson for PH at two, 220 weight class. And then 285, Preston Lonker Look for Cave Spring. So we're going to try to stay up with wrestling too. Sure. Uh, and, 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 you know, Interview these guys and interview these coaches. And same way with girls basketball, boys basketball. We're going to try to bring you more of local area high school sports. So bear with us, but a lot lot going on. Yeah, and don't forget today as well. And it's it's not a high school sport, but hopefully one day it will be. Uh, juniors, dogs, hockey. Uh, about that? Yeah, they're playing over at the uh, Berglund Center today. So you can go over there and watch some uh some youth hockey in the area as well. So not yet a high school sport, but we're working on it. Well, you know, there's always been a lot of interest in hockey around yes. here. Yeah. Um, not just the pro teams, but uh, certainly um, the youngsters want to play. And uh, I think you're right. It's coming. It's coming. And we'll be covering it. Exactly. It exactly. We'll have to learn the sport a little better, but we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll right. be there. Man, I tell you, our time's really flown. Tune in next Saturday at 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. for crunch time. Again, we're a one-hour show. Now, Heads Up won't be... On Christmas, we won't have a show on Christmas Saturday. Right. We're taking that off to observe that uh, holiday, but we'll be back on Saturday, January the 1st. Great show today. Thanks to all you fine folks for listening. Couldn't do it without you. Special thanks to our sponsors. Again, without you, there'd be no show. We humbly appreciate everybody. For Coach Randy, I'm Carl York. You've been listening to Crunch Time on WPLY. And remember, 
it's all, all for, for him. him. Hey, Roanoke, tis the season to get a great deal on a newer used Toyota. It's the sale you've been waiting for. Toyotathon, Toyota's biggest sale event of the year, is in full swing and the deals couldn't be better. Whether you're looking for a Camry, Corolla, Prius, or one of our tough Tacomas or Tundra, now's the time to get the deal you've been waiting for. Haley Toyota is a drop-off for Toys for Tots. We're now accepting new, unopened toys for those that are less fortunate. From our family to yours, we'd like to wish you a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. And remember, Haley has it for less. WPLY, Roanoke, WPLI, Lynchburg, and online at sportsradiova.com.